Hey guys, Eric Bischoff here, and just want to call a quick timeout. I want to tell your listeners about what I've been telling everybody at over at 83 Weeks quite a while now, about all the cool things that are happening over at adfreeshows.com. We're kicking off 2023 with an all-new edition of Title Chase, as Conrad dives into the moments, memories, and matches of the 10 pounds of silver, the NWA U.S. Heavyweight Championship. Man, I am doing great. Uh, like my friend Steve Kern likes to say, gratitude is the attitude. And that's where I'm at. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, I had a blast talking about the old WCW Heavyweight Championship with you recently. And we thought, hey, let's uh, let's get down a rabbit hole about something maybe a little more old school. Tell everybody what you're holding there. I am holding the 10 pounds of silver NWA United States Heavyweight Championship belt. We get a peek behind the curtain on an all-new edition of The Insiders as Conrad sits down with former WWE writer and current Impact producer Jimmy Jacobs. You start to realize that you're one weird interaction with events away from being in the doghouse or being fired. Wow. And then you just start to behave in a way to try to not get fired. And then your ideas become ideas in an effort to not get fired. And pretty soon you have a whole bunch of people that are playing to not lose. No spray tans necessary on our latest premium watch-along event, as Eric Bischoff and Nick Patrick sat down for the first time ever to discuss what really happened in one of the biggest and most infamous main events in history, Starcade 97. It's been 25 years since it happened and this is the first time that we've ever talked about nobody came to me that night after the match in the locker room on the at the tv the next day you know it was just we we, we just moved on from it you know and uh, uh but I, I did what i was supposed to do out of, out, out of the deal you know i don't know what was told in the production meeting what people were expecting and you know i was getting pulled i was getting pulled from from two different sides. That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, Hey, it's Conrad Thompson and you're listening to my world. And of course we couldn't do it without the hall of famer himself, ladies and gentlemen, your friend and mine, double J Jeff Jarrett, Jeff, how are you, man? Happy New Year, Conrad Thompson. How are we doing down in uh, North Alabama? You've uh, got the outhouse working. You got the Wi-Fi working. Uh, Cassie yeah. is out. He's the out back carrying in pails of water. Everything good down there? Everything is good. It's crazy, man. We got down to five degrees here in Alabama, which we're not set up for. So uh, all the hillbillies in my area, myself included, started to crank that heat up and it stressed out TVA's power grid. They did intermittent blackouts on purpose, Jeff. And as a result, I wound up without internet for six days. Uh, Comcast had to come in the house twice. They had to repair something at the street twice, but I'm back in business, baby. Love it. Yeah. Well, we had the rolling blackouts too. What a, what a wacky 
just a wacky week. It's uh, uh, as we're recording this, folks. It's uh, January one, Sunday evening. Connie's uh, got a full week ahead of uh, himself, just like myself. But we're recording on at night time. We usually do it in the morning time. But uh, man, last week it got freezing here too, Conrad. Rolling blackouts. They talked to. They actually uh, postponed the Titan game an hour. Uh, but we had a, a couple of pipes out, out by the. Uh, I'll say outside by the pool, uh, kind of, it was a mess. We, so we've got a mess, but we're putting things back together. Busy week between Christmas and new year's went down to, uh, uh, Pensacola, Florida, specifically Gulf breeze home of the road dog, Jesse James. Uh, my daughter had a basketball tournament, ironically en- en- enough in the high school that Brian graduated from, which I thought, Oh was- my goodness. Yeah, It was just weird. I, I had known six months ago. I thought it was, Destin or Panama City, there's always annual tournaments down there, and then it got closer. Oh, no, Pensacola's where we got to book the ticket because I had to go from there to Denver for, for Dynamite. And then one thing led to another, and then we checked in the hotel, and it was late Monday night. And then it'll pull up to the gym on Tuesday, and there it is, Brian's High School. So I screenshot. It's crazy, crazy. But anyway. You know uh, what's even crazier? Do you know why we're taping early today? You're going to Pensacola tomorrow morning. You're going to Pensacola? You're not your your place? My my house that our building is in Pensacola. I thought it's on down to uh on the Perdido side. It's technically Perdido Key, but it has Pensacola mailing address. And I just think it's funny. You were there last week and I'm going there now. Yeah, yeah. So this this is gonna be fun, man. You know, there's lots to talk about. Before we get going, I just want to remind everybody that college football is the greatest thing that ever existed. (laughs) I uh I enjoyed Alabama just taking K-State to the the woodshed. I have to admit, I didn't think that was going to happen because I thought for sure the Bryce Youngs and the Will Andersons and all the kids that joined the transfer portal too, they wouldn't play. And it was like, I don't know, man, like K-State, this, like if they beat Alabama, there will be paintings and merchandise. And I mean, this will be something that's memorialized for decades to come. I remember when we beat Alabama. Meanwhile, if Alabama beats K-State in an 11 a.m. bowl game, it's kind of like, eh, nobody cares. And so I just thought, with, if, we're, if we're missing a lot of our kids, uh, this could happen. They're a good team. But Bryce Young and Will Anderson showed everybody why they're Bryce Young and Will Anderson. But then, perhaps the two most fun playoff games I remember ever seeing, back-to-back, and as if that wasn't enough, friend of the show, Pat McAfee, and uh, my great close personal friend, Cole Kublick, did sideline coverage of both of those games. And I watched the ESPN two feed of both of them. And it was such an environment and atmosphere and fun. Fun is the right word. My dad, who's 65 years old, I thought he would definitely just want to watch the traditional broadcast. But once he got into it, man, he was into it. And what a game. I I know you love the NFL and you're a Titans guy and, and, and you know, all those niceties about living in Nashville or major markets where there are teams. But there ain't nothing better than college football, is there? Conrad, today's January 1st, a new year. I thought yep. we could maybe turn over a new leaf. Okay. You have talked about Alabama. Yes. Their 11 a.m. win. Yes. Okay. You talked about an incredible Michigan TCU back and forth. Uh, Unbelievable. I, my day yesterday was spent with Codes and Karen, and we went to college football and we, so, yeah, you you hit it in state of Kentucky. 
there are no other real pro sports. So UK football is huge. They got mm-hmm. taken to the woodshed, and my man Codes walked in and saw the Iowa Hawkeyes and their colors, and immediately became a Hawkeye fan, Conrad, because it's Steeler colors. And I had no idea the lineage is actually the uh, rebranding of the program years ago, Conrad. I don't know if you know this, but that's why Iowa truly is. They wanted to create a winning culture back then. They Steelers, Steelers were the team, yeah. And they anyway rebranded. So anyway, I love college football. And last night's game, I just thought it was amazing. At the strike of midnight, in <laughs> where the the, the yeah that poor kicker, man, my heart goes out to him. Uh, you know, stepping up to the plate. Uh, but yeah, college football is great. But Conrad, I really thought we were starting, you know, kind of turn over a, a new a new leaf here. Maybe some camaraderie. Maybe on the same page. Did Tennessee play in a bowl game this year? I don't know. Did they? Let me look that self. Up. Self. <laughs> oh wait, y'all beat Clemson. That's cool, man. What was the name of that bowl game? Orange Bowl. Orange. That's a good one. See, That's cool, man. Conrad, come on, give me some props. With a backup quarterback? Well, just just so you know. Who did y'all beat? Dirt rank? I I know one thing. You played at 11 a.m. You played at 11 a.m., not on New Year's Day, on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And you still can't give me props. I I am so disappointed in you. Wait, didn't y'all play on Friday, December 30th? In prime time. Okay, but y'all are ranked six and we're five. So five played nine, and you thought I would talk about six playing ten instead of five playing nine? Like, listen, here's what I know, and everybody listening knows you're second best no matter what you tell yourself, (laughs) except when it comes to tag team wrestling. Because sometimes I take a look at what's happening in AEW and I say to myself, self, (laughs) Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal as a tag team. Hmm. Is that an idea I can get behind? And you're damn right it is. And I'm fired up because as we're talking this coming week, you and Jay, two of the most decorated wrestlers that ever lived, the most decorated ring of honor performer of all time, the former WCW heavyweight champion, the former NWA heavyweight champion, and the former assistant manager of World Wrestling Federation 29 times in a row are going to join forces to take on a couple of wet behind the ears, nothing happening, imposters known as the acclaimed, just trying to suckle that teat of nostalgia and the attitude era from the great Billy Gunn. How dare you approach double J and Jay lethal in such a manner? I tell you what, they're walking in, but they're limping back. Aren't they Jeff? Conrad, we were having a lot of fun, and I was hoping that we would get in some other chat, but I guess it's time to dive off into this. So I'm going to ask you as my podcast partner, we're going to have some fun with the raps, or do you want to get serious for a second? Well, listen, I say we get serious for a second, and then we show them that old DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince of Huntsville. They know a thing or two. But first, let's just remind everybody when and where can they see you add yet another title belt to your collection? I mean, right now I'm taking a look at your intercontinental championship. I see the 10 pounds of gold. I see the big gold belt. And as far as I know, you've held titles in WCW in the WWF in who could forget the NWA. And now you're going to add another little trophy 
to the trophy case from AEW. Just checking all the boxes, dude. When does that happen? When do you get 10 pounds of gold with your great tag team partner, Jay Lethal? I appreciate that promotion and I appreciate we're having fun. It's this Wednesday, Conrad, in Seattle. Dynamite kicks off. Uh, and um, you got something on your mind. I can hear it. I, I, I do. And I, I want to be careful with my words here, but diplomatic, but kind of enough is enough. I guess what we're referencing is the yes, offensive and inappropriate. Inappropriate is is crossing the line. is probably the right word. Crossing they, the line. These uh, assholes went into business for themselves and made it personal. And by the way, as a reminder, Max Caster's done this many times, where he's gotten his hand slapped, or they've had to edit something out, or he's been in trouble. And I know he thinks it's cool. But, but what is they, cool, they working or shooting on that? Like, got it. No, trouble. that's real. He said some pretty controversial things that were topical, but it was about more uh, modern pop culture news media stuff. But they crossed the line because they talked about non wrestling personalities, you know, people who aren't even involved. They talked about family stuff that's just less than cool and out of bounds. And I, you know, hey, man. Make fun of Global Force Gold or whatever, uh, whatever. I'm literally tired of all of it and being the nice guy and just kind of letting things roll off and a lot of times taking the high road. But uh, I've heard Kevin Nash. I've heard Jerry Jarrett. I've heard Eddie Marlin. I've heard a bunch of old timers live kind of by the creed. Don't mess with my family and don't right. mess with my money. Mm-hmm. And Max did both. He messed with my family and my money. Conrad, and you know is probably as well as anybody I'll say the real truth. But when he and look, yes, Karen is a personality. But not with AEW. Like this was I know, I know, I know, but 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 the fact that that look, this is the whole that that I'm stealing Kurt Angle's wife, I've really that that is kind of a generation removed, and I'm yeah, just that's, of it. That's not so cool. I, I, I want to kind of set the record straight here, and this is completely with all due respect. And look, I've kept my mouth shut 10, 12 years for two reasons. Kara Angle and Cody Angle. Yes, sir. They're old enough now. They know the absolute truth. But me stealing Kurt's wife is the furthest thing from the truth. The fact of the matter is, when we hired Kurt Angle, and I say we, me and Dixie Carter, because she's a part of this story, they were legally separated. They weren't living under the same roof. Enough is enough. We're, we're 13 years removed from this, and I'm sure Kurt is... I would assume he's sick and tired of it because he tweeted and tried to get in AEW business and he tweeted. And that's why I said, I wanted to, to, to address this. He tweeted. And when you got to use my name to get heat after 12 years, Kurt Angle, if you think I need your name 
to get heat after 12 years? You're, you're, uh, you, you're Kurt, Conrad, you're delusional, Kurt. And I, I am sick and tired of my wife having to go through this pain. I'm, I'm literally sick of it. Conrad, you know the names. I'm not going to say the names. I respect that. The past is the past. Look, there's a lot of disasters, marriages. It happens all the time. But for Max Caster to pour gasoline on my wife, I'm done with that. I am so done with that, and I'm not done. Because everybody's going to say, well, wait a minute. Y'all work the storyline and this and that. Yeah, here's the real situation. Yeah, I got sent home, and the whole world, including Max Castor, thinks, oh, yeah, you got sent home because of that whole disaster and Bubba the Love Sponge or whatever it was. No, the fact of the matter is Dixie Carter, for the third time, pulled a power play. She tried the first one during my wife's illness. The second one was about 12 months later. The third one was during this, and I gave her the rope to hang me. She went to her father and said, oh, we can't have this. She didn't give two shits about Kurt Angle. She wanted a power play to run the tail. Oh, yeah, and you know what? That's exactly what happened. And in 24 months, she put the company in a financial death spiral, so her power player got her put essentially out of the business. And Vince Russo's absolutely a part of this. Vince's whole plan was to go along with it. He knew damn well, he knew damn well the Kurt and Karen situation. He knew absolutely all of it. He sat on the side led just like Kurt was. We're just going to let Jeff get sit home. Guess what? Jeff's trying, just trying to put his life back together. No, but let him sit home because Vince Russo's plan was I'll get Jeff out. And I can write the show by myself. Little did she know Dixie Carter, and I was at the original lunch, hired Hulk Hogan. So then Vince Russo had to hire, had to answer to Hulk, then Eric. Russo was a part of that equation. It, it, the, the, the running joke for six months in 2010 was, well, Russo tried his power play along with Dixie, but look what happened to him now. I'm sick of it, Conrad. I'm absolutely sick of the BS of my wife, I'm, I am speaking on behalf, not on behalf, I am defending my wife. I'm absolutely sick of all the crap. Max Caster, you crossed a line, pal, you have no idea the can of worms you've opened. None. A receipt is coming Wednesday, I assure you that. And you want to talk about Global Force Gold? You don't know what in the hell you're talking about. You, you th- saying I hadn't been relevant since 2004? Really, Max? I guess I've been in two Hall of Fame since then. I guess I started a company and got it up where it's making six, eight, ten million a year. It was making over fifty million gross, and you're saying I'm irrelevant? You damn right, I'm fifty-five. What fifty-five-year-old can get hired? I look better than you today at fifty-five than you'll ever look in your life. I damn sure work better, but that ain't saying much. I'm going to get to the fraud you are in a minute. But you want to talk about me? being relevant global force gold. Hey, I've made a lot of screw ups. It was a marketing initiative and I got paid well for a startup company. Maybe the aesthetics, maybe the presentation suck. Not maybe they did, but you want to take pike shots, a young punk like you, Max, are you out of your freaking mind? I mean, you 
think it's you know doing the tweets and 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 doing the posts and doing the raps and all that BS. Max, I assure you, pal, you have no idea what you've done. None. So now I've cleared up the all that, and then you want to talk about stealing money and carny, pal? You're screwing with a man's money. I've drawn more money than you will ever see, pal. I said it on Rampage. I got more shower time than you got ring time. That's the truth. A guy who's got 36 years in the business. I guess my dad didn't write me as the main event. The hottest international attraction in Mexico for the last 20 years. What did my dad have to do with that? What did Vince Russo have to do with that? Not a damn thing. Who can start their own company and lead it to profitability until a power play screws him out? Max. Let's get down to you now. Let's expose you. Let's talk about the fraud you are. If it wasn't for Billy Gunn, Billy Gunn, who's a few years older than me, you and your little bitch would be irrelevant. Period. Max, there is no way in hell. Your mom probably banged the equipment manager from New York Jets. There ain't no way in hell that your dad's an NFL football player. Zero chance. The athletic ability, and you've got 50% DNA from a professional athlete, I call BS. Has anyone ever seen Max with his father? No. It's a myth. It's a fraud. It's completely BS. It never happened. Just like his music career. I live in Nashville. I've got relationships with CAA, UTA, WME, all the agents in town, all the promoters in town, all the genres of music in town. I don't need to go any further. Max, you are a talentless bum. I don't even believe you write your own raps. I really don't. You're a complete fraud. And as far as your athletic ability, you want to talk about Jay Lethal and taking shots at the most decorated ROH guy? Max, let's get real about it. Truth be known, you went to a wrestling school, which is a fraud. Create a pro, Brian Myers, Pat Buck. Have they ever been anywhere out of jerking the curtain? So if they don't know how to get themselves in the main event, how in the hell can they teach you? And I'm sure you're saying, oh, but wait a minute. MJF, MJF. Yeah, MJF is succeeding in spite of his crappy training. In spite of it. Max, you're a damn fraud. And you know it. A lot of water under the bridge. Lots. But you invoking my wife's name, she don't have no paper with AEW. Mm-hmm. Conrad completely out of line. So I'll just say this. There's a lot of moving parts Wednesday night. We all know this is an industry, so who knows what's going to happen. But I will say this. Max, 
you have multiple receipts coming, multiple, and you'll know it. I can assure you that you will know it. You think I'm working? You think this is a podcast? You think this is blah, blah, blah? You'll find out. I assure you that. Well, Jeff, I, uh, you know, we don't, we don't talk a lot off air about what we're going to talk about. We know what our topic's going to be, and I guess we'll get to it eventually, but I think I just misread all this. I kind of assumed that all of Max's wraps had to be pre-approved. Clearly that is not the case. And I also assumed when I saw it became a story that there was a deleted tweet that that he could have left it alone. I assumed that it was, I mean, he works for the WWE. It's not like me and Kurt are working a storyline. No, I know, but, but I'm saying, I assumed he was upset of, of the kids in my house. So on that level, I got, and I always will. I'll make peace. I've screwed up in every relationship imaginable my wife my kids my father my mother i've screwed up but enough is enough i mean literally he wants to he wants to say that i need his double knee replacement ass to get heat are you kidding me conrad no i'm saying i misread that i thought he was saying that to max caster max is the one who did the rap you didn't do the rap baby faces get over marcus pulled the tweet up I'm so sick and tired of addressing this shit. When you got to use my name to get heat, baby faces get over Conrad heels, get heat. Well, I'm with you, but I'm saying what, what, what is Max got to move on about the hashtag is move on. Well, my point is, I think. The, the person to be upset in all this is Max Caster. I, I assure you, I, that, I'm not upset at Kurt. Yeah, that's my point. Is as he far as I know, you guys have he you know been a- mouth shut. But look, uh, Max wants to come out with all this BS. I'm going to defend my wife. I didn't steal Kurt Angle's wife, Conrad. I just I, I put a bow in this. Max Caster, a completely different generation. When does the madness and the bullshit and the lies and, and us taking the high road over and over and over and over and Dixie Carter looking like the queen of the bell and Vince Russo, they're all evil as shit. Well, um, Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. 
Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Now feels like a good a time as any to tell you guys about a brand new sponsor we have here on the program. Inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back. And listen, we've even started to do some of that around here. We're canceling some subscription services. I recently cut the cord, whether it's driving less or dining out less or buying less from the grocery store. We can all agree there's nothing fun about less. And that's why Jeff and I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, we don't have to cut back because we get cash back on every purchase. It's kind of cool knowing that when I'm pumping gas, no matter what it says, the gas costs that day, I'm getting some cash back, baby. Same thing when I'm taking the wife to dinner, which I did over the weekend. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code MYWORLD and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Think about that. $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of 10 bucks or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business. Pay as usual with your credit or debit card and bam, pay. In comparison to say credit card rewards or maybe loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with upside upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week that's probably why upside has a 4.8 star rating on the app store download the free upside app and use promo code myworld to get five dollars or more cash back on your first purchase of ten dollars or more that's five dollars or more cash back on your first purchase of ten dollars or more using the promo code my world i uh i know you said you don't like when people mess with your money well nobody's messing with your money with upside download it for free use that promo code my world and get five dollars or more back with your first purchase of ten dollars or more Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen. Conrad, ever seen Max Caster and his father in the same room with a picture? You ever seen anything like that? Uh, no, I don't. 
I, I don't think, I think I've only met Max Caster one time. But I don't know Max Caster. Super dialed in to the wrestling scene. It's, a little bit. Yep. It's a damn fraud. And he really thinks he's funny. We will work together. We will do what professionals do. I'm not going to do any BS backstage like has happened in the past. I'll do it in front of everybody. There ain't a damn thing he can do about it either. Well, what else is on your mind today, Jeff? WrestleQuest comes out in May. Drop Dead Date's coming soon. Springfield Lucky Horseshoes. Opening day will be right around the corner. What else is on my whiteboard over there, pal, that you might want to chat about? We're going to be making some announcements, but you probably don't want to hear that. <clears throat> How's the nature boy? How's he's the fight? Oh. He's great. He uh, enjoyed his uh, becoming Ric Flair documentary. Got a lot of great feedback, and he's making towns doing what the nature boy does. I understand it was a WWE doc, so no need to go down that rabbit hole. But story kind of incomplete, I thought. But it was what it was. Well, you know why? I do. I, I, I and I. I defend the fact that I know, I mean, I get it. It's a WWE story. They'll tell it any way they want to tell it. Well, they wanted to tell different stories. They just wanted one-sided deals like always. And I get, and I get that. Uh, it's a business. I'll tell you this though. I think it's a, uh, left hand, not knowing what the right hand is doing. You know what I mean? It was one of those deals where I feel like the reason the rest of that story wasn't shared is because. There's just conversations happening in different departments and everybody's kind of in different silos and people jump to conclusions and make assumptions. Some of those now, people. Being made. And I want to kind of clarify this a little bit because I watched it. I, I mean, yeah. there was no, nothing new. That was what I guess I got asked. Hey, anything new on that? What? Nothing new. But you know what I found Conrad? That was, I think an integral part of the dynamic of Rick and this will sound a little self-serving, but it's truly not after 10 years going by us. Of course, his last match and and all that, and they took the dig at Rick and talked about him and Carlos, all that. But the fact that Rick retired in the Sean match, and, and look, Sean doesn't know how to have a bad match, but the emotion that was a part of that night, and my God, Rick was back on the saddle at TNA within months and, 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 and blowing and going and red wine flowing and all that. I, the, not that the, again, look, so I, I don't have anything to do with impact Anthem. Now I, I, I thought they could have just kind of juxtaposed that whole story is he retired in Orlando in front of 75,000 fans. And Oh yeah, by the way, within a matter of days, he's in a sound stage 21, uh, for, for, you know, the alternative brand of wrestling. I, I thought, I thought, and they could have licensed that footage. I thought that was for, I love Tom Ronaldo. I don't think he has a peer in the business and what he does. I think he is so damn good. I think there was a piece of that 
that could have helped tell Rick's story. I don't know. Well, I mean, do you see where I'm going with that? I mean, I, I, again, it's look, it's, it's, it's their doc, but I just thought it could have been a piece of the story that was helped explain even more Rick's viewpoint on life. Yeah. Listen, there was a hundred different directions that could have went. Um, you know, who knows? I, I know there was a lot more stuff planned that wound up on the cutting room floor, not just related to our event in Nashville, but other stuff that just didn't air. Um, and it's probably better for it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, exactly. You're going to do some rapping for us tonight. Uh, man, I, I don't know what we're doing. So I'm, I'm sort of, I don't, I normally drive. I'm on my heels. I, I don't even know what we're doing. You'll stop it. No, let, let, just let's let's do what you want to do today. We're oh, here we go. No, yeah. I mean I really don't even know how we do a regular show now. Yeah, for what? Because I'm yeah. pissed off at Max. Yeah, I mean I just don't. I was, yeah, I don't know. We'll do we'll do it exactly what you would like to do today. Are you being serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen there. We, we did think we were going to do some silly raps. That feels like that doesn't really fit here. And what, what doesn't it feel like it fits? Uh, well, the, my world listeners. Well, that was that when we were having fun, but this doesn't sound so fun. This sounds like a real issue now. And I don't want to poke fun at something. That's a real life issue. Hey man, I've always been able to separate. I promise you I'll get in the ring and work my ass off, but he's well, got to be coming. I mean, I kind of, I don't know. I, I sort of give up here, Jeff. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk about, um, final resolution eight. I don't even know what that means. Final resolution is the topic we have today. Oh, Pat. oh I thought it was something in an agreement somewhere. I was like, I haven't read all those documents. Um, which you stop it. Seriously. I, I, I mean, that feels <laughs> like a, a show for another day at this point. Like to me. Uh, I, I, I thought we were going to do some, some silly rapping, uh, blow off some, some online nonsense and let's roll with it. Say a few nice words about Don West, because I feel like Don West has probably been on my mind and yours. Very emotional weekend, very much oh, in many, many uh, ways. And when I talked to Derek, I'll kind of jump ahead of you. I, I, I literally kind of thought through all that process and obviously Max and the fallout and there's a lot more fallout that I'm not sharing with you, Conrad, a lot more. So highly emotional from all of that BS and then to get that text and then, Hey, um, you know, and I just said, look, I want to be as prepared as I possibly can and get my head clear and do Don's episode with respect and justice. And he would love for us to, I believe nothing more than to laugh and cut up all the way through it. I want to think through my entire history with him the ups and the downs and everything to go with it. So we're going to get to that episode. My understanding, I think it's next week, yes, uh, but I, I don't think I would have been ready. I know I wouldn't have been ready. Even if the max situation hadn't gone down, 
um, I don't think I'd have been ready. It was, it was a ball shot. And I know that sounds so selfish to me. This is me, Conrad. I am elated that he's no longer with us because he's out of pain. Mm -hmm. it, It just, that last FaceTime call, I literally did the FaceTime in my office and my picture's over here to my right and left and over on that wall. I FaceTime and Don gave me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven things hung in my office. Um, he did. And, um, yeah, I just lost my train of thought. You did a FaceTime with him and me and you talked afterwards and I said, or you text me and you said, I just FaceTimed with Don. And I said, how is he? And you said, ready to meet his maker. Yeah. And I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect that answer. You and I are both guilty sometimes of being delusional optimists. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying we, we stick our head in the sand when there are problems. I'm saying as a rule of thumb, I try not to worry. I feel oftentimes like worrying is praying for bad stuff like prayer in reverse. So I just try to send positive vibes and energy. And I know that Don did too. Don was a a salesman like no other and said differently. A salesman is someone who becomes a little hard of hearing when it comes to rejection, who smiles in the face of no and perseveres through the power of positivity. That's the way that man made his living for decades. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he approached this in a similar manner. And sometimes the cards don't fall your way Mm. and you're not in control of that. And when they didn't fall Don's way, I don't know. I was kind of shocked because I just, I know me and you and him were in lockstep about trying to see things in a positive way and turn a negative into a positive and don't take a no personally and all that stuff. But just as you said on Instagram, you're glad he's no longer in that pain, but selfishly the yeah. world that he leaves behind is just not the same without him, dude. I'm missing. A genuinely nice man who loved his family, who loved his wife who approached all of his work with a passion. He worked with us at Starcast every time, except the last time because he couldn't. And it's not like he needed that gig. He didn't need the money. He didn't need to travel from wherever he was to wherever we were. He wanted to, because he loved it. He loved wrestling. He loved people. He loved wrestling fans. He liked selling. He liked making deals. He liked just the enthusiasm he brought to everything he did was infectious. And whenever we were put together, our little staff list at Starcast of who wants to do what there was always almost like a waiting list of, and -and so-and-so would really like to work with Don. Everybody wanted to work with Don. Mm -hmm. And I just think about that and what a compliment that really is because most people approach work as something I got to do. But when you were working with Don, 
Oh. It was something you got to do. You didn't have to, you wanted to. And instead of it being, oh man, I'm stuck at work. You were happy to be there. Cause you were doing it with Don. You knew you were going to laugh. You knew you were going to have a good time. I just, I'm sure that Don went through tough days at work too, but boy, he didn't let everybody else know it all the time. Never had to turn that negative into a positive and what a compliment that is to a human being. And we'll get into so many stories when we do it. But as you say that, you know, oh man, Conrad, not tonight. Um, just and this is where the, the kind of stuff that that uh, everything you just said is so true. But but um, and you probably can. I know you can. You will be able to relate to this because you lead a company of in your office x amount of folks, but in your extended HDL family. I mean, lots and lots and lots and lots. Don hated excuses. Mm -hmm. Absolutely despise excuses. He would work his ass off. He would work as, as, as much as it took. I remember Don have a towel over his shoulder, sweating his ass, all this, but you know, it events, Everybody wants to leave and get on the road to the next town. And Don, Don's had the mentality, I'm going to make sure that every single fan gets everything they want. Now, folks see his Brownback specials and the video stuff and it, all that kind of stuff, and obviously the commentary stuff through the years. But when you're in Joplin, Missouri, and it's – 1115 and you got 30 people still in line selling whatever it's so easy to just say hey folks last call but you know we, we got to roll whatever it is don he he set a standard for himself Th those are the little stories that i can't wait to kind of dig into because everybody knows the out front don but the moral fiber of him um it killed me the way they treated him on the way out at, at tna and he took it with the high road and with incredible integrity um and he never i mean he just he 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 hated excuses and i don't know why i'm going down 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 that road but you were just talking about the, the different things People want to work with him. And I think people were attracted to Don, whether consciously or subconsciously, they're attracted to a guy that they knew that would lead them, be beside them, walk behind them, and break down walls at their place of work. People, that attracts. And in our industry, you know it, that you, a lot of times that's just few and far between. It's me, 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 ego, 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 out for myself, all, all that. Don was, I mean, he really was a one of a kind. 
we're going to talk about him and do a tribute show here next week. When we have more time, I, um, not necessarily more time to talk. Cause you know, this isn't going to be a forever long show, but more time to prepare to process. Uh, I think it goes without saying that our thoughts and prayers are with his family. He leaves behind and everybody who worked with him. Like he's one of those guys where, and I know that the fans view them differently and I'm not comparing the two, but I'm saying, I feel like when a guy like me and Gene passed away, man, there was nobody who had anything negative to say about Mean Gene. Everybody loved Mean Gene. And I think Don's the same way. Again, not saying, you know, their contributions to wrestling are the same. I know a lot of people grew up with Gene Okerlund. A lot of people grew up with Don West too, though, not just in wrestling, but I'm just saying like to have that trait where you're almost universally loved, man, those are, those are special people. And I'm, and I'm glad that I got to spend time with Don and I got to, to know Don a little bit. And, you know, that's one of those things too. Um, I leave the person that I was talking to on the phone out, uh, out of respect, but I had a conversation with him who, uh, with a guy and they were talking about different things. And I said, well, there were a lot of folks that weren't enamored with Don West is announcing. Right. And I can't tell you how many times I would hear from people both inside the business and outside the business. He, he just, he, he sounds like a wrestling fan. And I said, yeah, bingo. That's the idea. That's like, exactly, David, like David Crockett before him. Yeah, it, it, exactly why I, I, I hired him. If, if you want to cut right through it in 2002, Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross. I can't say they broke the mold. They just did it better. In my opinion, gorilla was great. Vince was great. Jesse, the body was great. I mean, we can go through a lot of great announcers, but Jr. and the King. Yes, they had great content, but man, they had a unique magic combination. That's will never be put together again, in my opinion. So I went the other way. We're going to create an alternative brand. You you can't have a heel color commentary. You you can't have, you know, and so we landed early TNA, a three-man booth, and that worked its way out. But I wanted Don to literally be the voice of the fan that felt the emotion of the pain that the talent would go through, the bumps, all that. Let Mike navigate today. Let him steer the story. Let him sell the moves. Just give a fan's perspective. And Don had a lot of anxious nights. But to me, once he started hitting his groove, well, let me ask you, Conrad, you're a good historian. Has there ever been anybody like him or his style? Because I'm not saying he's perfect. Nobody's perfect. But has there anybody been like this? his style of commentating that was really a fan's guy? David Crockett. Do you think so? I know David Crockett was positioned as being. Say again. I thought he's more polished. Dave was a compliment. No. More polished. No. 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 no? Okay. I'll, I'll send you some clips that will make you giggle because it's very. He's. Look at him, Tony. Look at him. He's whipping him like a duck. What's he going to do? I mean, there's. He was so excited to be there. His enthusiasm was infectious. Crockett's was. And I think 
Don West even more so because, you know, Don didn't necessarily grow up in the business the way David did. And so, yeah, yeah I mean, the approach may have been a little different, but not much in that they just, they were fan. Like if you sat David, Cro- David Crockett down right now and had him go name, like all the moves that happened on a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, but he's getting an F, but that isn't why we listened, yeah. you know, it was because he was enthusiastic and Tony Schiavone will call all that stuff. David Crockett's here to bring the enthusiasm. And I think, I think Don West did that same thing. And it's just hard to imagine. For for me, this is me looking through the bias promoters kid glasses Uh, with the Crockett last name. I never, I never gave David the, the, uh, me is my screw up. Uh, never gave him the opportunity to hear it through that lens. Yes. Yeah. I hear you. I get that. Hey, by the way, I want to bring up something else, uh, and then we'll, we'll do some silliness. Um, wrestle kingdom, which is a show that I have to admit, I watched for the very first time because you worked it out for it to air on fight with good old Jr. to be, uh, doing, doing the voiceover for that. And I've been watching wrestle kingdom ever since. And as folks are listening to this today, it's wrestle kingdom day. And, uh, there's a lot of American influence on that card. Uh, Leo rush is going to be on that show. FTR is on that show. Uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are on that show. Uh, and then in the main event, we got Jay white working with Okada. And I think the match that a lot of people are going to be talking about besides the Okada match, because obviously it's appointment viewing when he wrestles will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega for the IWGP United States heavyweight championship. We got a, a lot of AEW influence here on wrestle kingdom. Uh, is this a show that I know you want, you try to consume all wrestling. I think watching this one is going to require you getting up a little earlier or staying up a little later than you normally do. Will you catch this one somehow, uh, some way, right before you, uh, I, 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 I seriously doubt I'll watch it live, but I will watch it for sure. I think hell, I don't even know the subtleness of the Osprey Omega it's, I don't want to call it a storyline or a build, but I'll say this. I think that is going to be by far the most competitive match on the card. And I'm saying read between the lines. Yes. I, I want to watch it. I absolutely want to see that match. Will Ospreay comes in at 29 years old. Kenny Omega is 39 years old. Lots of people have their opinion about who the best wrestler in the world is. And a lot of people list either one of those guys and they're hooking up this Wednesday. It's going to be a crazy day, man. We're starting our day here in America with that. We're finishing with you becoming a tag team champion. So right on. I know that, uh, yeah, no Conrad, just on that, um, You think there's going to be a few folks pissed off Wednesday night? There'll be a lot of pissed off folks. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing too. And I'll, I'll be honest. Like, hell, I didn't know what we were doing today. I thought we was talking about final resolution. 08. let's talk. Let's go. I mean that hang tight. Okay. I, I, here I am kind of being low key, happy and proud when I see you coming out on AEW TV or AW programming, wherever it airs. And man, everybody in there is booing your ass. 
Like once upon a time, people thought Max, AKA the real Max. No, no. The real Max MJF. Oh, gotcha. I gotcha. The real Max. I gotcha. I, amen. I thought, I thought he had the most heat in AEW. And then you come along and I'm reminded what real heat is. Cause they kind of think MJF is cool and they're in on the gag. Well, they're that nobody is in on the gag with you and nobody is going to think that you're cool. You're a damn dirty, down and dirty, hateable heel. And I'm like, oh yeah, way to go. And then we start the show and I'm like, well, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. Um, but here's what I do know. I know that I'm going to be up in the middle of the dog on night watching mm-hmm. wrestle kingdom. And then I'm going to have to be in front of my set this Wednesday night to see you make wrestling history, which means in between mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get a little power nap and that won't be a problem. Thanks to sleep. Me, you see, science tells us the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering our core body temperature. Temperature control sleep prepares your muscles after a hard day's work and improves your cognitive functions. You can always start your day feeling sharp and alert. Sleep me is the new home for chilly sleep. We're bringing you the same great sleep that cheap that chili sleep offered but under a new name sleep me makes the coldest and most comfortable sleep systems available they create the environment that meets the body's natural need for lower core temperatures promoting deeper restorative sleep chili sleep makes the Uller, the cube and doc pro sleep systems they're all water-based temperature controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature these mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep, cold sleep. The sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. They also just launched the new Doc Pro Sleep System. It has two times more cold power than their other models. It's whisper quiet, and it has a tubeless mattress pad design that allows for five times more cooling contact. Pair it with the new Sleep.me app for enhanced device control and sleep scheduling. My wife's done that and it's phenomenal. She climbs into a warm bed and then it cools her off. So she doesn't wake up hot and sweaty and then it warms her up to wake her up. And it does this automatically. She set that schedule up one time and boom, it's good to go. So head on over right now to sleep.me forward slash my world to learn more and save 25% off the purchase of any new doc pro cube or Uller sleep system. This offer is available exclusively for my world with Jeff Jarrett listeners. And it's only for a limited time. That's sleep. S L E E P dot M E slash my world sleep dot me slash my world to take advantage of our exclusive discounts and wake up feeling refreshed every day. Jeff, even though I'm loading up in the morning and I'm headed down yonder, as we like to say to Pensacola, I'm taking a chilly sleep with me, dude. I'm going to get some good sleep on this vacay. And I am seriously, tickled to death what a kind of cool way for you to start off the new year you have uh work yourself the bone today my man uh yeah yeah it was a fun day but the real reason i'm going you may know this i think you know this every first week of january every year take my wife on a trip it's her birthday so friday's her birthday that's right so i don't really have a choice in the deal and uh this this year i'm kind of extra busy way more than normal with uh mortgage stuff and all that and but hey, we booked this a long time ago. So, go, brother. Uh, we're gonna uh, go make it happen. Let's wrap. 
let's do it. You know, we, we, we teased at the top of the show that we had some funny, silly nonsense. And then I can't believe we're not, I really, I'm here for the long haul final resolution eight. You just not in the mood. Are you, uh, I, there's, I mean, I don't know how we do it. Okay. We'll do it. We'll do it another time. Okay. Uh, but here's what we're here about today. Those nothing happening. Jack leg cosplay wrestlers suckling the teat of Billy Gunn. Yeah. And that's what's happening. They've, uh, they've somehow convinced him to join the dark side <laughs> and you know, Billy Gunn knows that some of this stuff is out of bounds and they had a little fun with it. So I thought I said to myself, self, maybe we can have a little bit of fun with it. And this is what I thought we were doing before we saw Richard Kuklinski make an appearance here on the program. Who? Exactly. It's worth a Google. Okay. Uh, and from what I understand, our, our, our third man that rounds out our team here, he sent a bit of a tweet out asking if you had a rap and there's our graphic right there. And I can't believe this is real, but Marcus messaged me and said, Hey, Jeff's got some raps. He wants to read. He wants to read from listeners. No, no, no. You're reading these. You're you're the human beatbox. Conrad Thompson is you got the hey, live mic on. Your hey, you're not doing one. I'd like you go first. We'll, we'll see. I Buddy, I, I was told the exact phrase, and I can't believe I'm going to say this is Jeff's going to spit. <laughs> who, who would say that? And I said to myself, Self? Self? <laughs> what's Jeff spitting at a fan. Is he trying to get heat? What is he spitting exactly? And I think that's Marcus saying that you've maybe done a little bit of studying and he's going to drop a beat and you're going to hit him with your best B rabbit or something. What are we doing here? Jeff, what do you have in mind? Oh, maybe that we're not in a mood to do this. Cause the more and more I start circling back the drain, I go right back. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? It seems like it's going to be a long day. This coming Wednesday for a couple of people. Is that fair to say? I don't think the day can last long enough to be honest with you. How much of that ass you going to get? Watch. I mean, what watch in this business and Connie, I, I know that, uh, you threw some brass knucks at Ric Flair's last match, but I think that may be the extent of kind of your. Yeah. Stuff happening in between the barricades, maybe diplomatically. I'll yeah, say. I don't. I don't want. To. I didn't want to do that. You knew I that. Know, I know. But receipts. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm being straight up about it. I mean, I'm as being as transparent. No silliness. Max has got a receipt. Man, listen, I'm not trying to be that guy. But don't you think this is something you should have taken to Tony Khan? Did he wait? Whoa. Wait, I got you're doing your job. Okay. So say well, that again. I'm just saying there's there's I don't know if you've heard about this, Jeff, but there's been some things happening backstage every now and again in AEW that are 
And I would never do that. Have you ever, never? No, I haven't. But now you're basically saying you're going to do it in the ring. And I just wonder. Yes. Should we maybe have a conversation with Tony about that? Nope. Okay. There's working stiff and working snug and it's all in the confines of a match. Did you uh, hear the rumor in innuendo that when they did that war games a while back that Kevin Owens maybe accidentally busted uh, Roman Reigns eardrum with a slap? I did hear that, but that did you maybe hypothetically see where that was a receipt that swole up. eye? yeah. 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 I mean, I've never seen Roman wrestle anybody else when that happened before. Hey, stuff happens. Conrad happened all of a sudden though. Didn't it? It happens. Yeah. Well, it's the business. Can you do me a favor? Can you not get us a podcast canceled and get sent home in the same calendar week? Cause that would be less than ideal for both of us. <laughs> Say that again. If I, if we could just keep all of our podcasts intact, just one more fucking week and you could not get sent home just one more week. Conrad, this is business. This is absolute business. Okay. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, let me uh, ask you, and we'll end on this. Have you ever, and you've talked me off the ledge a couple of times, but at the end of the day, have I ever not done business? No, uh, you, I mean, totally I, I, know, I, I know there's two Jeffs. There's emotional Jeff that just needs to get it out of the system. He's got to release the pressure valve. And then there's very logical, rational, delusional, optimus, chess master, Jeff. And I've gotten to know both. And I prefer one over the other a lot. <laughs> a wide margin. Uh, but I appreciate watching the other one from afar. But when I fuck around and get a little too close to it, I'm like, I'm just going to put my head in the sand till this blows over a little bit. And, and so I think I would like to talk to you again on Thursday. Maybe just get this out of your system. How would you feel if you're in Karen's shoes after 13 years and this little twit puts it on a wrap? That Cody can download on iTunes. Yeah, that's not fucking cool, man. I'm telling you, dude. It's it's not at all. Cody really an Iowa State fan now? As long as he's not a Tennessee fan. Be looking for. We got sitting the tweet, uh, tweet, Jesus, uh, went sweet. to the whole suite and we walk in and literally, you know, there's the TVs inside the suite and on the field Conrad. And I thought of you after about five minutes, I said, I can't wait to tell Conrad this one. His eyes got big and he, because on the way, oh, I'm going to be back on the way down there. It's Kentucky versus Iowa. And who are we pulling for dad and this and that. And I'm like, look, Kentucky is SEC, so it's Wildcats and it's Big Blue and and oh, 
shoot, let me back up even further. So Thursday night, the Music City Bowl wrestling extravaganza, we've done it six years in a row now out there at Thyperland Hotel where we went to podcast, you know, it's, you know where it's at, convention. So in one ballroom, we have a wrestling ring and the King Jerry Lawler was there. And anyway, and so when COVID happened, we used to put both teams in the same room. But now that COVID took place and we've kind of kept it this way is, I was in one team and we have a hour minute, uh, an hour show. Nick Aldis was there. Anyway, our show for Kentucky football team, coaches, VIPs, players, their whole contingent, and we do it in separate rooms. So Cody uh, got ring jackets in the Iowa room, but he was over in the Kentucky room. Karen was there and she introduced the ladies matches and all that kind of stuff. But going home that night, he kind of understood, okay, there's Kentucky and Iowa. All right, Dad, who are we pulling for at the game on Saturday? I said, hey, man, Big Blue, SEC country, da-da-da-da, all that kind of – okay, Conrad, you talk about a bandwagon jumper. As soon as he saw that they were Steeler uh, colors, immediately jumped ship. I mean, immediately. And, Conrad, a little fun fact. I had no idea. I, here's the story I heard. It may or may not be completely true, but Hayden Fry, years ago, took the job, and he said, I'm taking the job, but I have full authority – we're basically going to do a rebrand of everything and went out there and we're even going to do colors and looks and all that. And he said, I want to create a winning culture. what did he do? Took the Steelers colors. There you have it. And code dog is without a doubt. If you saw his Instagram story, he is a Iowa Hawkeye fan. And he was on me because Iowa took Kentucky to the woodshed, but you know, that damn portal thing and all that Kentucky's playing so many backups, but anyhow, code dog is definitely an Iowa fan now. <laughs> It's amazing. Hey, uh, speaking of other things that are amazing, before we get out of here, I want to ask, did you see that Dax from FDR has a podcast? I sure did. Let's get a tight shot of Jeff's face. Come on. Help me, Marcus. You got to pay attention every now and again, Marcus. Um, there is going to be some headlines coming out of that bad boy. There is no doubt in my mind. No. I'll, Go ahead. I didn't, I didn't listen to the episode when I was sent an advanced copy, because as you probably know, I was in end of the year mortgage hell. Yep. And I, I was not, and I didn't have internet at home. So I was just unplugged yep. from all things wrestling for a few days. By the time I got around to listening to it, I said to myself, self, can they really be talking about all this on where people can hear? I don't, I can't believe. Well, so I, maybe we might want to, I don't. Oh man. You want to talk? I have, it's kind of unspoken when you talk to Tony Schiavone or Bruce Pritchard, we don't talk about current stuff and Lord have mercy. There was some controversial things said. Let me just say that. And my phone rang off the hook all of Wednesday. And early in the morning, after the 38th text about it, I thought, I, I guess I got to go listen to this. And I thought to myself, self, oh boy, I don't know how much longer he's going to be allowed to do this, but I guess there's another one coming out tomorrow. And once upon a time, it was a running gag on Kevin Nash's podcast that Sean Oliver would ask, Hey man, you want to do another one? And Kevin would eventually go, oh, okay, we'll do one more. I, I, I feel like that FDR podcast is dead man walking. Like 
there's only a matter of time before somebody yanks the plug on that deal. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And the reason I bring it up is boy, he wasn't too shy talking smack about your old friend road dog. Wasn't shy about that at all. And road dog clapped back on his YouTube channel with our mutual friend, Cassio kid. I guess what I'm saying is this dude's had one show and has already got internet feuds. This is going to be interesting. A fun ride. Did you know I had no idea? See, I, I haven't listened to it, but I had no idea of all that road dog. I, I just had, no, I don't know, man, had no idea uh, about any of that. Well, here's what we know. Dax ain't shy on, he ain't short on opinions and he ain't shy about sharing them. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that's just not the way most people play it, but Lord, let's watch the fireworks. Shall we? Here's what, here's what sucks. If you're me, Jeff. Again, I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't listen to it after until it was already out, but people I've been accused recently of manufacturing podcast feuds. Now I'll admit I did one of those with Ric Flair and Jeff Jarrett. I kind of knew your mouth. I knew that Jeff was going to attack Rick in a parking lot, but I thought it was a wink and a nod. I didn't know Jeff was looking to catch charges and see if he could get paperwork. That was, that was on Jeff going into business for himself. You'll see more of that this Wednesday. Um, but Rick was legitimately pissed off that about something Eric Bischoff said in the documentary, and then they cut it. It didn't even air. So people thought I made that up. Now people think I've made up you being upset about a tweet that doesn't even exist anymore. I didn't do that. And I damn sure didn't do this Dax road dog thing. Like. I don't like when mommy and daddy fight. I don't like that. Conrad. And this is where it's wacky. And I hope you understand where I'm coming from on all this. As, as, as it relates to Kurt and the deleted tweet and, and all that. Had 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 Max not opened up that can of worms in his rap, we might have had fun with some rap tonight. Had Kurt not responded, had the children maybe still been younger, had that not been addressed over the last couple of years, but enough is enough, man. I'm 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 literally sick and tired of it. And I'm gonna defend my wife. I'm going to defend the situation. I'm tired of the BS narrative. A couple of weeks ago, I, I don't say I begged you, but I, I politely asked you. I didn't want to talk about Russo, all that BS. He, he, he we got into that a little bit, I, but I am, I hope I never have to mention any of, and I'll, I'll do my best. It's, it's all water under the bridge. Curse the father of, of two kids in this house. I truly wish him nothing but the best and his wife and his uh, three kids. And I, I really mean that. I, I just move on, as he says in his hashtag bullshit. But Max, at the end of the day, as Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan till you get busted in the mouth. And I had no idea of his context of 
saying BS before and a bunch of other raps. He's so out of bounds invoking my wife, my family, my lineage, everything that I stand for. And I've said it on this podcast since day one. I've screwed up so many different times and maybe global, we're going to have a, do a global force episode and we'll get deeper into all that. But him taking pot shots about that coming from him, a complete fraud in this business with two left feet, zero athletic ability. If Billy Gunn wasn't a part of that three threesome, they, they, they would be below dark or elevation. They wouldn't ever see the light of day on dynamite or, or rampage. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I've, I've had it with the guy, but I'll do business with him and we'll see if he wants to do business with me after Wednesday. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to, uh, my world. I hope we get to do more of these. Uh, I hope that we'll be back next week talking about Don West and maybe in two weeks, we'll talk about final resolution 2008. I, uh, you know, the farmers sometimes say, or so I hear first day of the month is like an indicator of how things are going to go. So, you know, if it's raining, Oh, maybe we're going to have a, a rainy month. Well, it's cold. Maybe we're going to have a cold month. If today is any indicator, all of 2023 is going to suck for me, Jeff. No, it's not. I mean, I don't want that to be the case, but this has been a, a crazy day and a crazy start of the year. And boy, I, I thought we were going left today and we, or we went right. Woof. The truth shall shit shall, shall set you free. My friend easier said than done. I suppose. Uh, listen, hit us a like, throw us a subscribe, leave a five-star review. If you think we've earned it, hell, I don't know. Uh, follow us on Twitter. It's at my world pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I would recommend that you check out the video from what just happened at myworldonyoutube.com. That's my world on youtube.com. And maybe perhaps if Jeff feels froggy before Wednesday, uh, maybe there'll be some, some bonus silly raps up there, but today not in the mood for rapping. And probably not Wednesday. As a friend of ours used to say, sorry about your damn luck, Max, because this is going to be tough. It's going to be a long day. All right, y'all. That's the end of the show. See you next week right here on my world. Peace. So I had gone to the StarCast 5 show in Nashville, which was fantastic. Kudos to everybody involved with that. And they had a booth. And um, it's like any cheap guy. I'm just like, free stuff. Let me go try to win that stuff. Um, so entered some drawings, put down my info. And I got a call from uh, Stephen a couple of weeks later with First Family Mortgage. And we have been in the market for a refi a little bit. We were looking to extend our HELOC. And um, I, he hit me at a perfect time. So I said, hey, man, go nuts. Let's see what we can f- figure out. And within, I'd say, 30, 45 minutes tops, he had a pretty great offer. So I was able to get transferred to uh, Diane, who was also great, and just kind of get a little bit more info. Tabled it for about a week or so, went through some things on my end, and 
they everyone came back to me so that's that's a great deal you got to go with it and we did now the rest is history it's like only i mean shoot 30 to 45 days max the whole process it was great about eleven hundred dollars of cash flow was freed up because of the the refi so eleven hundred dollars a month back in our pocket it was fantastic like i i, I recommend them because the, they make you feel like you're a human being they want what's best for you and it's again a simple process and in, in and out of the whole process within again 30 to 30 to 45 days and I got my wire for cash back to pay off my credit cards and just no BS. That's that's what I did. I just made a payment yesterday on my second largest credit card. And it's just like, oh, crap, we did it. And this was only two months ago, too much and change before the whole thing started, before I probably even, you know, so can't recommend them enough. Hey, everybody, this is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen.